Hey, everybody. Welcome to Mailbag Monday with Joe and Angel. We take time to answer questions you've sent in to us, and we've got a big list of questions, so I think we better just jump in. So let's jump in today, Angel. All right. I love Through the Bible, Joe. I never knew the Bible wasn't written in chronological order. <laughs> yeah. I'm learning so much from your teaching. As a new believer, what is the best book for me to start in? Should I start in Genesis? No. No. I say it every time. Start in Revelation. Start the back of the book because you need to see how a story ends. Now, this is me. This is me. You ask somebody else, you get a different answer. Uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't <laughs> say that. Because <laughs> I want to know how it ends. Uh, Ains and I, uh, we first got married, we'd sit down and watch an old movie every now and then. So, so we watch an old movie, I said, sure. And so he'd be coming up. I said, how does it end? And Ains would say, I'm not going to tell you. I said, I'm not going to watch it. I don't watch movies unless I know how it ends. Well, that's dumb. No, it's not. I'm not going to say waste two hours watching a movie where the good guy dies and I'll go broke. Everybody gets killed. I don't watch stupid. But I'm just thinking on these things. Whatever is lovely, honest, just, praiseworthy, good report. Think on these things. Don't think on those things. Those things try to exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. So I guard my heart real carefully. So uh, just got to pick what you're going to think on. <laughs> yes, you do. Uh, I... I was raised in a church where we had one foot in hell and the other on a banana peel. So there's a lot of fear. <laughs> there's a lot of fear that took me a long time to overcome. So Revelation would not be my first. Well, it ends real good. Revelation is a very positive. It ends very good. I know, but that was not, it wasn't presented to me that way. The end, end like I said, the good guy wins. I get that. The good guy wins. It's a great story. So I tell my kids, if you start in Revelation, you 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 now understand Genesis a lot more when you know how it ends. Uh, well, I was a school administrator for years, and I would have my kids, uh, especially biology or whatever, big thick book, first day of school, and they hate it. And so I said, well, I had all my teachers do the same thing. Day one, you're going to open up the biology book, and you're going to read the index in front of everybody. Have them open up. Every, every student's got their biology book open. Read the index. Then you go back and read the back of the book. You read the front cover, read the back cover. And then you just go, you open that up, and then you just turn one page at a time. You're, you just keep turning pages. What are you doing? Just turning pages. You can't read. No, you're not reading. You're just, you're just getting a highlight. You know, you're getting the bold letters of each chapter and each chapter. And so it starts with a human cell, ends with a full-grown body at the end. And so at the end of the first 50 minutes of class, you've gone through the whole biology book. I know where it starts. I know where it's going. I know what's in the middle. I have an understanding what this guy's trying to tell me. But if you just jump in to the human cell, nobody gives a hoot about the human cell. Nobody gives, I'm trying to get a date for Friday night. We got a great big ball game we're playing on Friday night. I don't care about the human cell. But if I realize, okay, this is where we're going. We're going to the human body. Okay, well, that helps. I understand why you're trying to teach me this. So if you don't get the why in there, you're going to be confused. So I like starting, where's, how's it end? Uh, we're going to live in eternity with God and rule and reign. And there's going to be a new heaven, new earth. Real exciting. So let's go back to Genesis. How did it start? Well, it started with Adam and Eve and went south from there. They got fired up the job, evicted the house, kids started killing one another. Whoa, that's not a good way to start. And so you sort of get the big picture, and it helps you retain it a whole lot better. And that's my answer to that question. For me personally, it would not be that way. But <laughs> Well, most people say starting Psalms. Read a proverb a day. 
the biggest thing, if I didn't do that, I said, well, read a proverb a day for 31 days, and you kind of get the big picture. God's good. That was bad. People are stupid. It's the big picture, Theology 101. <laughs> so read a proverb a day. That'll get you started. Yeah, that is a good way to do yes. it. All right. I'm learning that it's important for my family to have devotional time together, but I'm worried that my knowledge of the Bible is not adequate enough to really lead them. Do you have a suggestion on where I can start or any resources that are helpful? Sure. Um, now, you have to understand me personally, I never had family devotion. There's eight of us, and we're going eight different directions. I had it every night. So we're from two different worlds. But we had 31-mile drive to school every morning. We lived, had to drive down the mile and sift it's a dirt road to get to the highway. And so I kept a paperback through the Bible, paperback Bible, through the Bible one year. It's a great book. I've got several on the shelf around here somewhere. And so uh, you go through the Bible one year. And so you'd start. And so I remember we get out on the highway. I said, what's the day? And somebody said, well, it's the, it's the 8th of September. Okay, Proverbs chapter 8. Or, and so I start, just start with something. And so kids always got something, something they're putting on makeup, trying to finish homework, still getting dressed. It's a zoo back there behind me in that suburban. I said, listen, just read the first three verses of this, of the proverb. And so then I'm busy. I said, I'll pull this truck off the side of the road and I'll sit here till Jesus comes, <laughs> read the first three verses. And they'd yell it and they'd get mad and they'd throw the Bible and hit the brother and sister with it. And so, but we started. And so we did that for years. And I'd have kids come up all the time and say, hey, Dad, remember that thing we read in Proverbs last week? You know, that's true. I said, you're kidding. You know, I bet other things in the Bible are true also. Wouldn't that be something if the whole book was true? And I'd make fun of And so, but I created a hunger. Everything you need to know about life's in this book. It's called the Bible. It took several thousand years and 60 authors put this thing together, but it's really good. It's ordained by God, so... Just start somewhere. Just jump in and start. You'll put it together eventually. Yeah, and the thing is, is uh, I think if you ask ask the Holy Spirit to help you, yes, uh, give you wisdom. You know, somebody told me years ago they said the greatest thing you could ask God for is wisdom. And every day I say, God, your you know your word says if any man lacks wisdom, then let him ask of God. And I'm asking you, yeah. God, give me wisdom today as a parent, as a wife, as a friend. Um, so God. That's what he's here for. Yes. You know, he's, he's, he wants to help. He's not trying to trick you. He wants to help you. <laughs> you know, when I, when I was growing up, uh, my parents went, a lot of times this happens when you first get born again, you, you, you just, er, everything changes. We couldn't go to movies. We could hardly watch TV, you know, and it, our whole life changed pretty <laughs> dramatically. And, uh, uh. so, uh, <laughs> dad would cut, the the extension cord on on the uh, TV when he get mad at it. Uh, then about a month later, he wire it back on. And so by the time the the end of that year, I think the cord we just we could plug the TV directly into the wall. Oh, but and I can remember, you know, I could never watch shows like uh, I Dream Smurfs, Genie, I Dream Genie. Oh yeah, yeah. and uh, that's, so that's the devil. Yeah, that's yeah. the devil. So, uh, and I remember one time in high school, um, my dad, we couldn't go to movies. And we had one movie theater in our little town. And uh, I had the only Volkswagen bug in the whole <laughs> town. I'm, I'm from a small town in Georgia. And so everybody knew my orange bug, you know. So uh, 
I and everybody knew how my parents were. Well, this boy I grew up next door to, uh, he thought he was really funny, and he was funny. But he he said, I came out of the movies, and there was a note written on my car. It said, Angel, I'm so ashamed of you. You disobeyed my rules, Dad. I become a nervous wreck. Have I told you this story before? Nope. And I became a nervous wreck. I'm all, all the way home. I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? So I get home, and he's acting like nothing. I'm like, well, then you overthink it. You know, you're. You know, I'm overthinking. I'm like, he's going to blow up any minute. No, no, I'm thinking he's thinking he, he wants me to confess. That's what he oh. wants. And so, <laughs> of course, I did. <laughs> and then I get to school, have to deal with that all weekend and get to school on Monday. And my friend Al said, he sees me in the hallway and he goes, Hey, did you like that note I left you <laughs> on your car? I was so mad. He's a big old boy. I just punched him as hard as I could in the stomach. I said, that, was, that was not cool. <laughs> but my parents, so it, it, as part of that, we suddenly started having family devotions every night. And uh, I hated that as a teenager coming home. You'd come home and, you'd, and they'd be sitting there waiting for you with the Bibles. And we'd have to get around. We'd have to kneel around their bed and pray and actually it actually turned out to be a great thing because years later, this is kind of funny, uh, years later, first job ever in the ministry world, I was working for a young evangelist. And so, uh, and I was married, newly married to a, a, a youth pastor. So one night, uh, the two couples, us and the other couple, we are going to play a game. We decided to do Bible trivia. Well, the two guys were all cocky because they're like, you know, they're <laughs> ministers and everything. Well, they're not thinking that, okay, you've been raised in church your whole life. I've had devotions and everything. And then the other wife, she was a preacher's kid. So we beat them so bad at Bible <laughs> trivia. It was hilarious because we'd been raised in church yep. and we'd had these devotions. So even if you think that they're not important, even if you think that that's going to come back, that's just like, uh, your kids are just kind of, I would continue to do that. Even if you think that you're not, uh, the strongest, I mean, there's devotional books you can just buy yeah. and go through yep. that are great. And don't, don't make it too long. Keep yeah. it, keep it short and to the point. Yeah. Because, or they'll dread it. Don't, don't make those one hour deals. I, I didn't think 30 minutes is too long. Yeah. I but, do a 10 minute thing. Yeah. But if you get that word, it, Listen, it will come back. It will. And and uh, it will not. It, it, I mean, it's very, very important, and I'm proud of you for doing it. So uh, keep up the good work. Yes. Joe, thank you for your Friday funnies. I haven't laughed so hard in a long time. <laughs> Some of the Christians I know don't have a sense of humor. <laughs> that is true. It seems like they think God doesn't like to laugh. Yeah. My grandma used to say, in those churches, the higher the hair, the higher the pride. <laughs> <laughs> how did how did you learn to be full of joy and insightful? I grew up in a funny family. Uh, my dad had 12 brothers and sisters. My father-in-law had 12 brothers and sisters. And so grew up in the country. So people had kids to put them to work, not because they wanted a big family. My grandmother got married. She was 15, had her first baby before she turned 16. So you drop kids to put them to work. And so, but I liked it. My dad was the youngest of 12. And your dad laughed a lot. He laughed a lot because his, uh, my grandmother would, 
it was a stern woman, but she she thought it's funny if you burns your finger, you cut your <laughs> that's hand. A, that's Southerners. The Southerners, they'd make fun of. You. I I actually I was just telling you the other day. I fell one day coming out of church, and my daughter is standing right beside me, hits the ground laughing hard as she can. And my son goes, hey, are you okay? And comes right over to me. I said, that's the difference between my two kids right there. That one little thing. But I'm sorry. That's a Southern thing. It is. So, but we just learned to, we learned to laugh. And plus we sit on the front porch. We didn't have a town had like 750 people in it. So we didn't have a drive-in movie. We didn't have McDonald's. We didn't have an Arby's. We had nothing. So you sit on the front porch after work. You tell stories. Most of them are lies, but they were great stories. And you're always trying to top the other story, you know, back, back, I remember back 1940, I remember back, and they'd tell stories on one another. And so I grew up listening to all these stories and people said, where'd you learn to storytelling? So, well, I heard it from my family. That's all we knew. It was the only entertainment we had. So every day after work, storytelling is going to happen. And especially Sunday after church, we walked to church, walked back home, have your Sunday dinner, go out on the porch again. We sit around and so it starts slow. Then people start telling stories about one. And we make fun of each other and laugh. And so I just grew up living that way. And of course, when I got born again, spirit filled, I had to clean up a lot of stories. <laughs> people said, you can't tell that. You can't. I didn't know that. <laughs> so, so, but the Bible says God laughs. Um, Jesus laughed. Uh, three different passages in New Testament where kids used to love to hang out with Jesus. And I had two grandfathers. One was a grumpy, mean man. And one was a funny man. I love to hang out with the funny man. I did not like the grumpy man. Uh, even kids in the system know, I like to hang around people that are having a good time. Well, Jesus must have had a pretty good time because kids love to hang with them. The apostles got mad one time. Lord, you get, get out rid of these kids. He said, no, for such is the kingdom of heaven. So you got to lighten up. Learn to laugh. Make yourself laugh. I remember. Enjoy the journey. You got to enjoy the journey. You really do. And it's fun to laugh, you know. <laughs> you make much better memories laughing than you do grappling and complaining and mumbling and grumbling all the time. Uh, my wife got upset one time uh, Thanksgiving, and I'm upset. We're going to home for four days, and I want to watch a football game. I want to get the turkey on the table. And I'm just mad. Kids are home. They're making noise. They're running through the house. And so I'm yelling. I'm hollering. And so my wife grabbed me by the ear. And she put said, so you need to calm down. So we're going to get things set. Get your turkey at the table. Get to watch your ball game. He said, I need to let you know something. When the last kid leaves home, I'm going with him because you're not fun to live with anymore. You used to be fun. What happened to you? And I remember I was mad. I said, well, I got responsibilities. I got bills to pay. We well, need to lighten up. And it took about a year and a half, but about a year and a half, I, began, I started learning to laugh. I had to learn to laugh again. I had to learn all over how to laugh. And so I brought funny notes to my kids, stick them in their lunch box when they go to school i'll leave a note on the toilet seat lid thinking about your dad and so i'll just i had to learn all over again how to laugh all my family be a fun family and they are yes. so it turned out good my my dad was really fun too. Yes. <laughs> he laughed all the time too that does help it helps a lot yeah but you know we need to enjoy the journey um that that's when you enjoy the journey that is one of the things that people will ask you about and become interested in. Yes. What makes you different? Yes. You get asked a lot. Yeah. And you realize when you've done it so long, it's the only thing you can think of. Like, well, I just enjoy life. I'm just enjoying life, you know? And, well, and, you know, we're, we're an example, not only to our families, 
our children, but to people around us. And and uh, best unbelievers. Yeah. And so grumpy. Make them ask you about the hope that's in you. Yeah. Because if you're grumpy, they're not going to ask you that. No, they want to stay away from you. Exactly. <laughs> We love you guys. We so enjoy your time with you. Thank you for joining with us Thank on Mondays. Us. You have a great week. God bless. Be sure to join us Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to hear more of what God can do in your life. It's got a great future for you and your family. And we're here to help you get there. Please make sure you visit Joe McGee Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. There you find all of our Friday funny videos and other encouraging resources for you and your family. While you're at it, be sure to visit JoeMcGee.com. We have all sorts of materials, books, DVDs, you name it, all there to help you, your marriage, and your family succeed.